Thanks for joining me today. My name is Rochelle Awesome with Spades and Salt. If you're joining here for the first time, um, if you have not, go back and listen to my last podcast that I did because I, I kind of, what I'm going to talk about then and what I'm talking about now kind of go in together. So I just recently returned from Cancun, Mexico. Um, I was there with my company and we did a humanitarian project. We had a large conference. Well, not, not large, large, but we had a conference where we were able to um, learn and be able to, um, you know, do various different things. Anyway, it was so meaningful in so many ways, filled me up. It was exactly what I needed. It was awesome. But one of the things that we did, so we had some days where we were working and then, and sometimes that we were filled up doing things with my company, but the other times we just had free on our own and we were able to do whatever we wanted to do. So uh, several of us, we booked an excursion where we went down even farther past Playa del Carmen and we went to Chichen Itza, Chichen Itza, and which is, we found out, was um, one of the uh, seven wonders of the world. Now, I'm from the great state of Arizona, so we have one of those seven wonders of the world here within our amazing state. But to have and go and visit another one, it was absolutely amazing. And the reason why is because it's absolutely unique. It was large in the area, and it was a city, a whole, like, we didn't even get to see a bunch of it, but so much of that area is just enshrouded in jungle. Um, it's been buried. Um, a lot of this stuff we're probably just not even allowed to, to see. Um, just for preservation purposes, but we are able to go and see some of these these temples and um, these pyramids, and we learned a lot about their alignment with the Egyptian pyramids, and a lot about you know their rituals and their fascination with serpents, and the introduction of different predatory type of animals, and it was so so amazing. Our tour guide, um, his name is Julio. He was so cute. <laughs> he was little. And I swear one of his eyes jotted off into the into an opposite direction. But he was hilarious. So he was so much fun to have there. But he told us so, so much information about and what they were able to figure out about their civilization and kind of the things that they believed. And believe it or not, but this area, you know, receives a lot of moisture, um, but they don't have any above ground rivers. And I kind of know, at least in this part, that they don't. And so they really rely on um, these underground reservoirs or these underground rivers to be able to provide them with what they needed. And they're called cenotes. And I got to visit one of those as well. It was amazing. I got to zip line in it and jump off a platform. And anyway, it was, it was a fun day. But while we were there at the city, there was one thing that I'm sure you can imagine that existed. And that was the commercialization of the part. So they're selling all to these sucker tourists, right? And so, of course, they want your, you know, dollars, you know, the, the American money versus like the pesos. They get a better exchange rate for them. But they are lined up everywhere. And they're just, that's what they do. And I don't know if they have any other, because a lot of this stuff is the same. Like you can tell that they get their merchandise from the same distributor, whoever that is. I don't know exactly how businesses run right there. Um, and so you're traveling along, you're so excited. Our bus, you know, we park, we have this huge bus and it's bus after bus after bus. Traffic is nuts down there. and like absolutely insane. There is no way I would ever rent a car <laughs> and try to drive down there. Absolutely no way. Um, but we were able to maneuver and find a place and maneuver through all of these other people, be able to get inside. And we walked up quite a bit up, up this path. 
Um, and there was just merchant after merchant after merchant. So one of the things that I did to prepare, I didn't want to, I didn't pack a little tiny backpack. I don't know what I was thinking. I had a larger bag, but I didn't want to carry it. And so I decided, well, I don't want to carry my little purse or my little wallet either. And so how am I going to carry my money around? So I want my phone because obviously I want pictures, but it doesn't have a separate case like to keep my money in. And I wanted some money. Luckily I didn't take all of it. Cause I'm going to tell you what happened here in a second, but I got out some money because I knew that you have these people that are selling their wares um, up and down and all around. I didn't know how bad it was going to be. It was absolutely insane. Um, <clears throat> luckily, they were shunted to the outskirts of the city so that you can walk in between without being accosted. <laughs> Those people are crazy. Um, but we were walking up and down. We were taking pictures. We were laughing. And we finally break through. So you can't really see anything from the parking lot and up the path. It's not really until you actually get... Um, up to the meadow area where everything's been cleared off, where everything just kind of breaks into view. And it's like, oh my gosh, take a look at this. It's so amazing. So my friend Heather, she was there with me and um, some other people that, I, that I'm friends with. And we were all just kind of, oh my gosh. And I was going to, let me take your picture. Anyway, I reach in to get my phone. And so um, I put it, I had, I was wearing... I was wearing a swimsuit. I think I was, I just had worn it that whole day just because I knew we were going to go to that cenote. So I just had this sh little swimsuit shorts. I had a little back pocket with a Velcro um, patch to kind of keep it closed. But I had my phone in there. That is also where I stuck some of my money. When I pulled out my phone, I reached into my back pocket and I realized that my money was gone. Are you kidding me? I was panicked. I was like, are you kidding me? So I just all of a sudden forgot about the, you know, the awesomeness that I saw before me in the field. I forgot about, you know, I just kind of put my friends out of my mind. I put everything that I thought was beautiful and amazing out of my mind. Now looking back, that's exactly what I did. So it was breezy that day. And I, um, I know that I'm like, I probably just barely lost it. And so I started searching the ground. I started searching around the tree trunks. Um, I figured, you know, the wind probably blew it towards this little, it wasn't, they didn't really have a fence that kind of kept you in. It was um, uh, more like this agave type plant, a, a succulent plant that was probably 18 inches to 24 inches tall that kind of lined as a border behind where all of these these merchants were sitting. I don't know what else to call them. Do you call them merchants? Whatever. Anyway, the, the, the sales people, right? And so I was just going up and down, up and down the trail. I was looking under, I was looking at the ground and they probably thought it was absolutely insane. I couldn't imagine how panicked, but I was panicked because that money, I was going to use it. Number one, I don't know why I brought so much. So that fault is mine. Number two, yeah, I was going to use that to buy my, my kids some, some little gifts, you know, they, they love it when I come back with something on these places that I get to travel because I get to travel quite a bit, which is awesome. Um, but anyway, I was going up and down this fence line and beyond this little makeshift fence line that they had where this succulents would grow. And it was pretty much just wild back there. You had these trees that were overgrown. You have a bunch of leaves. You have these random plants. And so I was, I couldn't imagine. I'm like, okay, the wind is blowing could have blown up against somebody, could it have blown across the ground and hit the fence. And that was kind of my logic based on the direction that the breeze was blowing. I never found it. I ran up and down that thing. I was looking everywhere for it. 
I was so sad and I was so panicked and I would ask the guys about it and I said, you know, I was talking about dinero and I was trying to, you know, point to my back pocket that they fell out and if one of those guys had picked it up and they were telling me no, they were super good actors because they all looked really convincing. But then my friend Heather, she's like, you got to snap out of it. She started getting cheeky with me, guys. I'll tell you what. And maybe sometimes we need a friend that does this to us that kind of just takes us by the shirt collar or the arms and like, okay, you, what you're doing right now is not okay. How you're acting and how you're behaving is not okay. And so I, I just like, I got to find my money. That was my money. She's like, I'll loan you money. I told her, I don't want your money. I want my money. And then... You know, she, she tries it. She's like, okay, forget the money. It's gone. Like somebody probably picked it up and it's going to feed their families or whatever, or somebody else picked it up and they're having the best day ever. I have no idea, but your money is gone. You are not finding out. I was, I was devastated. Guys, I try not to ride my emotions too much, but I, I rode that one. Ashamedly I did. And so, but she, she, she basically had to use her good Heather friend voice to say, you know what, let's enjoy what's around us, okay? If you find something you like, you know, I'll loan you the money for it, it's gone. You just, you can't do anything about it. So she had to talk me down from the place where I was at, which was not in a good emotional place, guys. We are, we're not logical creatures. We, we eventually get there, so we can be logical first, absolutely. But the first emotion we usually go to well, is the emotion that, you know, that we feed. We're an emotional creature. We're not necessarily a logical creature. As far as like the first thing that we go to when something happens, it's so she had, because I was emotional, she had to be my logic. And later on, she says, man, I just wanted to slap you. That kind of offended me. I was like, what? I dare you to try, right? (laughs) So, and not that we would have gotten in a fight, but I was like, seriously, I must have been just off my rocker but her emotional response I think was a very important it's given me a lot to think about I lost 50 bucks somebody found it it's gone I can't do anything about it I can't worry about it and I ended up honestly so for the first little bit I had a hard time bringing my emotions down because I was just I was so mad at myself I guess that's the emotion I was mad at myself that I made a stupid decision that I knew better so I was guys I was going to move my money from my pocket to the back of my phone in my case. I'm like, that will be a much safer place to put it. And I didn't put it there in time. I thought it would stay, but somehow pulling out my phone, it was gone. It was gone. And there was nothing that I could do about it. So, so anyway, sorry guys, I have a little thing in my throat, but anyway, uh, so I wanted to just show you that example like in the, in the power of persuasion. And so I'm reading, you know, Dale Carnegie, um, how to, um, oh my God, I'm having a brain fart here, guys. Um, how to win fans and influence people. Sorry about that. Um, and so, you know, I've been reading more about that and how we interact with each other and the purpose of which we do so. And I think, so I'm going to tell you about another interaction that I had and you can kind of see the difference about what we do. And so my friend Heather, even though she was kind of frustrated with my behavior because I was acting like a five-year-old, I guess, (laughs) maybe an older five-year-old, you know, she had to talk me down in the way that she did. It was actually in a very good, friendly way. 
you know, she really tried to drive that common sense home, but, you know, speak to my better nature as well. On the other hand, those merchants that I was telling you about, um, as we were going along, you know, I saw something that I thought I would be interested in for my younger son to get. It makes like a Jaguar sound. He loves sounds. He likes things that are noisy, that annoy his sister, you know, typical boy thing, right? And so he started me out at 20 bucks. Guys, I wasn't born yesterday. I kind of know how it goes, but they start you super high. And then they're like, okay, well, I'll give you this for this. And then I'll throw this in free. And then they change strategies. And I walked away from him and he would, you know, he's like, okay, you know, two for 10. It's like, I don't want two of whatever you're selling. I just want one. I'm not buying from you. And I didn't really... I was like, nah, I don't need it that bad. I'll get something somewhere else. Anyway, he starts yelling at me, lady, lady. <laughs> he was getting mean. He was getting rude. He's like, come here, lady, come here. And this interaction between us, so I will tell you that I ended up walking away from this guy. I was like, you know what? If he's, and it kind of got worse from there. He was screaming at me, lady, a lot, okay? But I was thinking about the way that he was trying to persuade me. So Heather, she had to persuade me, right? She had to persuade me to calm down, get over it, enjoy it while we're here because we were only there for two hours, which is not nearly enough time, right? To be able to see anything, to be able to enjoy it, to be able to soak it in, walk all these different places. And I was, I don't know when I was ever going to go back again. So I had to, she had to find a way to speak to me, speak to my nature speak to the person that she knows I am and be able to talk me off of that so that I can enjoy myself there. And I ended up enjoying myself there and I took a lot of pictures and it still hurt. I was still mad at myself a little bit, but I was in a different place. On the other hand, this guy, his tool of persuasion was he was just trying to speak to greed, so to speak. Okay. He was trying to guilt me into making a purchase from him. And Make it seem like that if I didn't, you know, I'd basically starve his family out or whatever. I mean, it wasn't that bad, but he was, he was mad at me that I turned my back on him and I walked away, that I did not buy anything from him, but I wasn't going to buy from somebody like that. And I had decided to do that. So when we, when you think about the power of persuasion, what are we doing for other people? If we really want somebody to do something for us, how are we doing that? And it's got to be when you truly persuade or when you're truly an influencer, what you're doing is you're not trying to force your desire on that person. You're really seeking a way to help the other person fulfill their desires, their wants and what they need. And you're not doing it in a critical, harsh uh, matter at all, right? It's got to, it got to speak to their better nation. So nature, so anyway, we went on for the rest of the day and it was great. And I ended up finding what I need and everything was great with my kids and I was able to get some, get them some other things and I never found my money, but I think I learned a couple important things, right? So don't do that again with my money. I don't know. Seriously, guys, it was so dumb, but you know, just think about how we are persuading people, what we are doing with that and for what purpose. Okay. If it's a talk a friend down, if they're hot, you know, having a hot head and they're emotionally distressed and getting them grounded again, or if we're doing it for other purpose, which does not suit their needs nor ours. So anyway, I wanted to leave that with you. I have some other exciting material that I'm going to be talking about here in the next little bit. So be on the lookout for that. Go and check me out. I would love to love to be able to meet you 
um, and to be able to communicate more with you and just find out what you want to hear more about. So just find me at Facebook or Instagram at uh, Spades and Salt. Look me up, Rochelle Austin, and I would love to see you there. Thanks for joining me today. My name is Rochelle Austin with Spades and Salt, if you're joining here for the first time. Um, if you have not, go back and listen to my last podcast that I did because I, I kind of, what I'm going to talk about then and what I'm talking about now kind of go in together. So I just recently returned from Cancun, Mexico. Um, I was there with my company and we did a humanitarian project. We had a large conference. Well, not, not large, large, but we had a conference where we were able to um, learn and be able to, um, you know, do various different things. Anyway, it was so meaningful in so many ways, filled me up. It was exactly what I needed. It was awesome. But one of the things that we did, so we had some days where we were working and then, and sometimes that we were filled up doing things with my company, but the other times we just had free on our own and we were able to do whatever we wanted to do. So, uh, several of us, we booked an excursion where we went down even farther past Playa del Carmen and we went to Chichen Itza, Chichen Itza, and which is, we found out, was um, one of the uh, seven wonders of the world. Now, I'm from the great state of Arizona, so we have one of those seven wonders of the world here within our amazing state. But to have and go and visit another one, it was absolutely amazing. And the reason why is because it's absolutely unique. It was large in the area, and it was a city, a whole, like, we didn't even get to see a bunch of it, but so much of that area is just enshrouded in jungle. Um, it's been buried. Um, a lot of this stuff we're probably just not even allowed to, to see. Um, just for preservation purposes, but we are able to go and see some of these these temples and um, these pyramids, and we learned a lot about their alignment with the Egyptian pyramids, and a lot about you know their rituals and their fascination with serpents, and the introduction of different predatory type of animals, and it was so so amazing. Our tour guide, um, his name is Julio. He was so cute. <laughs> he was little. And I swear one of his eyes jotted off into the into an opposite direction. But he was hilarious. So he was so much fun to have there. But he told us so, so much information about and what they were able to figure out about their civilization and kind of the things that they believed. And believe it or not, but this area, you know, receives a lot of moisture, um, but they don't have any above ground rivers. And I kind of know, at least in this part, that they don't. And so they really rely on um, these underground reservoirs or these underground rivers to be able to provide them with what they needed. And they're called cenotes. And I got to visit one of those as well. It was amazing. I got to zip line in it and jump off a platform. And anyway, it was, it was a fun day. But while we were there at the city, there was one thing that I'm sure you can imagine that existed. And that was the commercialization of the part. So they're selling all to these sucker tourists, right? And so, of course, they want your, you know, dollars, you know, the, the American money versus like the pesos. They get a better exchange rate for them. But they are lined up everywhere. And they're just, that's what they do. And I don't know if they have any other, because a lot of this stuff is the same. Like you can tell that they get their merchandise from the same distributor, whoever that is. I don't know exactly how businesses run right there. Um, and so your 
traveling along, you're so excited. Our bus, you know, we park, we have this huge bus and it's bus after bus after bus. Traffic is nuts down there. I'm like, absolutely insane. There is no way I would ever rent a car <laughs> and try to drive down there. Absolutely no way. Um, but we were able to maneuver and find a place and maneuver through all of these other people, be able to get inside. And we walked up quite a bit up, up this path. Um, and there was just merchant after merchant after merchant. So one of the things that I did to prepare, I didn't want to, I didn't pack a little tiny backpack. I don't know what I was thinking. I had a larger bag, but I didn't want to carry it. And so I decided, well, I don't want to carry my little purse or my little wallet either. And so how am I going to carry my money around? So I want my phone because obviously I want pictures, but it doesn't have a separate case like to keep my money in. And I wanted some money. Luckily I didn't take all of it because I'm going to tell you what happened here in a second, but I got out some money because I knew that you have these people that are selling their wares um, up and down and all around. I didn't know how bad it was going to be. It was absolutely insane. Um, <clears throat> luckily, they were shunted to the outskirts of the city so that you can walk in between without being accosted. <laughs> Those people are crazy. Um, but we were walking up and down, we were taking pictures, we were laughing and we finally break through. So you can't really see anything from the parking lot and up the path. It's not really until you actually get, um, up to the meadow area where everything's been cleared off, where everything just kind of breaks into view. And it's like, Oh my gosh, take a look at this. It's so amazing. So my friend Heather, she was there with me and, um, some other people that I, that I'm friends with. And we were all just kind of, Oh my gosh. And I was going to let me take your picture. Anyway, I reach in to get my phone. And so, um, I put it, I had, I was wearing, I was wearing a swimsuit. I think I was, I just had worn it that whole day just because I knew we were going to go to that cenote. So I just had this sh little swimsuit shorts. I had a little back pocket with a Velcro, um, patch to kind of keep it closed, but I had my phone in there. That is also where I stuck some of my money. When I pulled out my phone, I reached into my back pocket and I realized that my money was gone. Are you kidding me? I was panicked. I was like, are you kidding me? So I just all of a sudden forgot about the you know, the awesomeness that I saw before me in the field, I forgot about, you know, I just kind of put my friends out of my mind. I put everything that I thought was beautiful and amazing out of my mind. Now looking back, that's exactly what I did. So it was breezy that day. And I, um, I know that I'm like, I probably just barely lost it. And so I started searching the ground. I started searching around the tree trunks. Um, I figured, you know, the wind probably blew it towards this little, it wasn't, they didn't really have a fence that kind of kept you in. It was, um, uh, more like this agave type plant, a, a succulent plant that was probably 18 inches to 24 inches tall that kind of lined as a border behind where all of these, these merchants were sitting. I don't know what else to call them. Do you call them merchants? Whatever. Anyway, the, the, the sales people, right? <clears throat> And so I was just going up and down, up and down the trail. I was looking under, I was looking at the ground and they probably thought it was absolutely insane. I couldn't imagine how panicked, but I was panicked because that money, I was going to use it. Number one, I don't know why I brought so much. So that fault is mine. Number two, yeah, I was going to use that to buy my, my kids some, some little gifts. You know, they, they love it when I come back with something on these places that I get to travel because I get to travel quite a bit, which is awesome. Um, but Anyway, I was going up and down this fence line and beyond this little 
makeshift fence line that they had where this succulents would grow and it was pretty much just wild back there you had these trees that were overgrown you have a bunch of leaves you have these random plants and so I was I couldn't imagine I'm like okay the wind is blowing could have blown up against somebody could it have blown across the ground and hit the fence and that was kind of my logic based on the direction that the breeze was blowing I never found it I ran up and down that thing I was looking everywhere for it I was so sad and I was so panicked and I would ask the guys about it and I said you know I was talking about dinero and I was trying to you know point to my back pocket that they fell out and if one of those guys had picked it up and they were telling me no they were super good actors because they all looked really convincing but then my friend Heather she's like you gotta snap out of it she started getting cheeky with me guys I'll tell you what and maybe sometimes we need a friend that does this to us that kind of just takes us by the shirt collar or the arms and like okay you what you're doing right now is not okay how you're acting and how you're behaving is not okay and so I, I just like, I got to find my money. That was my money. She's like, I'll loan you money. I told her, I don't want your money. I want my money. And then, you know, she, she tries it. She's like, okay, hey, forget the money. It's gone. Like somebody probably picked it up and it's going to feed their families or whatever, or somebody else picked it up and they're having the best day ever. I have no idea, but your money is gone. You are not finding out. I was, so, I was devastated. Guys, I try not to ride my emotions too much, but I I rode that one. Ashamedly, I did. And so, but she 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 basically had to use her good Heather friend voice to say, you know what, let's enjoy what's around us, okay? If you find something you like, you know, I'll loan you the money for it, it's gone. You just you can't do anything about it. So she had to talk me down from the place where I was at, which was not in a good emotional place, guys. We are we're not logical creatures. Yeah, we we eventually get there. So we can be logical first. Absolutely. But the first emotion we usually go to, well, is the emotion that you know that we feed. We're an emotional creature. We're not necessarily a logical creature. As far as like the first thing that we go to when something happens, it's so she had, because I was emotional, she had to be my logic. And later on, she says, man, I just wanted to slap you. That kind of offended me. I was like, what? I dare you to try. Right. (laughs) So, and not that we would have gotten in a fight, but I was like, seriously, I must've been just off my rocker but her emotional response I think was a very important it's given me a lot to think about I lost 50 bucks somebody found it it's gone I can't do anything about it I can't worry about it and I ended up honestly so for the first little bit I had a hard time bringing my emotions down because I was just I was so mad at myself I guess that's the emotion I was mad at myself that I made a stupid decision that I knew better so I was guys I was going to move my money from my pocket to the back of my phone in my case. I'm like, that will be a much safer place to put it. And I didn't put it there in time. I thought it would stay, but somehow pulling out my phone, it was gone. It was gone. And there was nothing that I could do about it. So, so anyway, sorry guys, I have a little thing in my throat, but anyway, uh, so I wanted to just show you that example like in the, in the power of persuasion. And so I'm reading, you know, Dale Carnegie, um, how to, um, oh my God, I'm having a brain fart here, guys. Um, how to win fans and influence people. Sorry about that. Um, 
And so, you know, I've been reading more about that and how we interact with each other and the purpose of which we do so. And I think, so I'm going to tell you about another interaction that I had and you can kind of see the difference about what we do. And so my friend Heather, even though she was kind of frustrated with my behavior because I was acting like a five-year-old, I guess, <laughs> maybe an older five-year-old, you know, she had to talk me down in the way that she did. It was actually in a very good, friendly way. You know, she really tried to drive that common sense home, but, you know, speak to my better nature as well. On the other hand, those merchants that I was telling you about, um, as we were going along, you know, I saw something that I thought I would be interested in for my younger son to get. It makes like a jaguar sound. He loves sounds. He likes things that are noisy, that annoy his sister, you know, typical boy thing, right? And so... He started me out at 20 bucks, guys. I wasn't born yesterday. I kind of know how it goes, but they start you super high. And then they're like, okay, well, I'll give you this for this. And then I'll throw this in free. And then they change strategies. And I walked away from him and he would, you know, he's like, okay, you know, two for 10. It's like, I don't want two of whatever you're selling. I just want one. I'm not buying from you. And I didn't really, I was like, nah, I don't need it that bad. I'll get something somewhere else. Anyway, he starts yelling at me, lady lady <laughs> he was getting mean he was getting rude it's like come here lady come here and this interaction between us so I will tell you that I ended up walking away from this guy I was like you know what if he's and it kind of got worse from there he was screaming at me lady a lot okay but I was thinking about the way that he was trying to persuade me so Heather she had to persuade me, right? She had to persuade me to calm down, get over it, enjoy it while we're here because we were only there for two hours, which is not nearly enough time, right? To be able to see anything, to be able to enjoy it, to be able to soak it in, walk all these different places. And I was, I don't know when I was ever going to go back again. So I had to, she had to find a way to speak to me, speak to my nature, speak to the person that she knows I am and be able to talk me off of that so that I can enjoy myself there. And I ended up enjoying myself there. And I took a lot of pictures and it still hurt. I was still mad at myself a little bit, but I was in a different place. On the other hand, this guy, his tool of persuasion was he was just trying to speak to greed, so to speak, okay? He was trying to guilt me into making a purchase from him and Make it seem like that if I didn't, you know, I'd basically starve his family out or whatever. I mean, it wasn't that bad, but he was, he was mad at me that I turned my back on him and I walked away, that I did not buy anything from him, but I wasn't going to buy from somebody like that. And I had decided to do that. So when we, when you think about the power of persuasion, what are we doing for other people? If we really want somebody to do something for us, how are we doing that? And it's got to be when you truly persuade or when you're truly an influencer, what you're doing is you're not trying to force your desire on that person. You're really seeking a way to help the other person fulfill their desires, their wants and what they need. And you're not doing it in a critical, harsh uh, matter at all, right? It's got to, it got to speak to their better nation. So nature. So anyway, we went on for the rest of the day and it was great. And I ended up finding what I need and everything was great with my kids and I was able to get some, get them some other things and I never found my money, but I think I learned a couple important things, right? So don't do that again with my money. I don't know. Seriously, guys, it was so dumb, but you know, just think about how we are persuading people, what we are doing with that and for what purpose. Okay. 
if it's a talk a friend down, if they're hot, you know, having a hot head and they're emotionally distressed and getting them grounded again, or if we're doing it for other purpose, which does not suit their needs nor ours. So anyway, I wanted to leave that with you. I have some other exciting material that I'm going to be talking about here in the next little bit. So be on the lookout for that. Go and check me out. I would love to love to be able to meet you um, and to be able to communicate more with you and just find out what you want to hear more about. So just find me at Facebook or Instagram at uh, Spades and Salt. Look me up, Rochelle Austin, and I would love to see you there.